I think the starting point is yourself. It's never the organization, right? Everybody is empowered in every organization to be able to do something as long as they have the courage of their conviction. This week's guest on questions I wanted to ask is one of the most brilliant minds in the business of media and entertainment, Tarun Katyal. Ex-CEO of Z5 and Big FM, Tarun has been at the helm of some of the biggest content formats and media brands that we have seen in the last 20 years. Whatever my understanding of the business of content has been over these years, I would say a large part of that foundation was laid while I worked with Tarun and I really wanted to bring a glimpse of this understanding through his lens and the clarity that he has. Today's conversation is all about content, how creators can stay relevant, being able to identify the right kind of content, the skill set that we need in today's times and understanding about building a personal brand. And in all of this chaos, how meditation has been able to bring balance in his life, which he's been practicing for the last 20 years. Tarun, welcome to questions I wanted to ask. I am so excited and honored that you agreed to do this. It's, it's like a, it's a personal win for me that you've taken time out to do this uh, for me today. Thank you so much. Not at all. Uh, You know, we had some very nice experiences working together. Uh, and for anybody who's, uh, you know, worked along with me, they would know that uh, some of these relationships are very uh, dear and precious to me and I continue to keep them for long. Thank you so much. And I think, uh, you know, that's what I kind of wanted to bring out because a lot of people know you as the creative genius in the business. But I, I guess, you know, there's there's the other side of you, which, which I really want to talk about behind the hustle, behind the passion, behind the glamour. There is, there is so much more of you that, you know, I've had the experience and good opportunity to kind of, you know, see that I thought, let me kind of take this opportunity. But, you know, I'm going to kind of step back a little, uh, Tarun, and talk about you know what's happening right now with you so television radio uh, digital and now you're kind of kind of putting all of that together and moving on to a completely new side of investing into new companies creating new digital based companies and of course this entire you know thing about digital uh, learning what is what is happening just to give everybody who's listening to understand what what is happening with you and the 26 minds that you have <laughs> uh, i think you're giving me more credit than needed but um life's been kind the journey has been good uh, i think i got the opportunities almost at the right time right place as they say uh, and right from doing broadcast television at Star and Sony to be able to do FM radio when it was uh, starting off in the country with Big FM to doing regional uh, television uh, at Big and then doing uh, OTT with C5. It's, it's, it was a really good journey. And I think one thing that was common in all of these was that I got the opportunity of being extremely entrepreneurial, right? Most yeah. of these were binary, zero to one uh, kind of transformations. Uh, when we came into Star Plus, Star Plus was an English part, English part Hindi channel. Uh, and, you know, had to be completely relaunched, uh, reconfigured. Then when I went to Sony, because of the immense success at Star Plus, uh, Sony needed to be relaunched. Uh, Big FM, at least it, in itself, was a ground up. Yeah. Um, so was Z5. So all of these were really entrepreneurial journeys. And I think the time had come for me to do uh, true entrepreneurship, uh, doing my own thing uh, over a period of time. And that was the opportunity that I, you know, I kind of introspected with uh, during COVID. 
I think COVID gave us a little bit of uh, time to look within and to be able to reassess uh, the paths that we all of us were walking on and what was important and what was, um, you know, really the core of uh, our being. Uh, and that led me to realizing that I wanted to give back and do stuff that really was, um, you know, um, something that <clears throat> came to me from my heart. Uh, and I divided my time into two buckets, really. One being uh, businesses that I wanted to mentor and help and invest in and grow. And the other one is a business that I'm launching myself to run myself and be operationally involved with. I haven't really spoken about it to most people and we will make the public announcement only in this week. Uh, but really the first bucket, uh, what we did was, um, you know, uh, with a bunch of really good uh, founding teams, we've done an edutech company in upskilling, uh, which is called Results and Outcomes. And it's a really exciting space where we're uh, helping businesses as well as individuals upskill using cutting edge uh, technology pieces, uh, being able to use uh, use cases that are just coming into business. So, the entire uh, curriculum is taught by uh, founders as well as CXOs from across the world. And um, it's really one of the kind in the world, um, a program like that or a platform like that. The second uh, and the most important one is on personality development. So that was an exciting journey that, uh, you know, I helped Priya Kumar take uh, to be able to build a platform called Genius Inside. Uh, both of these are live platforms now, and I can see a lot of people benefiting from them. So it's really gratifying to be able to, you know, bring something alive and make it happen. Uh, I then worked with another team to be able to build a creator tool for writers uh, called Serendipity, which goes live very soon. Uh, and then there are other businesses that I've helped either invest in or grow bigger. But... Uh, the second part of my life, which is uh, uh, which is an operational, almost an operational come strategic part of my life now, is the most uh, enriching one, which is about uh, building a platform for women. I'm very uh, keenly involved with building of a platform for women that they can they can have the freedom to express themselves, they can have the freedom to build communities, they can have a freedom to be able to do commerce. So it's really content community and commerce platform only for young girls and women, uh, which gives them a sense of being, a sense of identity, a sense of inclusion, uh, a sense of, you know, uh, finding their own independence. Sure. Uh, and um, it's in, 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 in the project, it's called eWorld platform. Uh, and I'm coming together with uh, two of my uh, ex-colleagues from Z5, uh, to put this together. So that's really something that we're very excited about because it's extremely purpose-driven. Uh, we think that women do need a digital platform, a virtual a place to be able to be themselves. And unfortunately, what was happening in the streets in most parts of the world and now started to happen on the internet. Yeah. So we want to give them a safe haven uh, to be able uh, to find their true identity. Uh, and so that's, that's the two parts of my life. The first part is really mentoring, investing, and building businesses uh, through teams. And the other one is something that I'm doing myself. 
Interesting. I'm just like somehow very excited about this this woman idea, which I think I'm going to speak to you about uh, <laughs> later. But Tarun, you know, uh, you mentioned something called as when you were in the different jobs that you at, the, at these different organizations, you said that you were still able to, able to be able to, you were still able to be an entrepreneur, right? Uh, I want to understand that piece a little bit. A lot of us who are in jobs feel that we have limited access or limited control to what we can do, right? How does one kind of, you know, do that? Like if, if you really have to, I know it's, it's, it, it could be a mixture of the organization, the bosses, et cetera, various things, but can you decode that part for me? How, I mean, and now it is increasingly more important, right? To be more entrepreneurial in what you're doing. How does that, how does someone become that? I think the starting point is yourself. It's never the organization, right? Everybody's empowered in every organization to be able to do something as long as they have the courage of their conviction, right? Um, you're not doing this for anybody else. You're doing this for yourself. So uh, as long as you're clear that, you know, um, that I have a great idea or there's something really, uh, you know, awesome that I think I, I want to do, you should be a deliberate creator behind it. Uh, and by deliberate creator, I mean somebody who creates deliberately, who is in their mind as well as in their day-to-day uh, -day actions, very focused around creating a certain amount of value, a certain amount of access or a certain amount of, you know, um, imagination to idea, right? Uh, but... Conviction comes from having a great imagination. First, you've got to imagine what you want to make of something, right? Sure. Uh, and as, as you imagine more and you get immersed into that, then the next step is to be able to build a certain amount of uh, conviction to say, hey, I've imagined this new reality. Now I want to make it happen. And if you truly want to make it happen and if you're a deliberate creator, then you will go out and take actions and steps on a daily basis to make that happen, right? Um, all of us have fleeting ideas, but we don't immerse in them. We don't sure. hold on to those thoughts. We don't uh, really write them down and say, hey, okay, this is a thought I have and I want to really convert my life using this thought. Those are things that we, we need to be, you know, we need to have close to my heart, right? Close to your heart. Uh, I think the idea to action is the biggest, uh, you know, gap in all our lives, right? Uh, because nobody is short of ideas, right? But it's about how much you believe in your idea, how much you immerse in your idea, and how much are you willing to give it all to act on it to make it happen, right? And if you do all of that, then you're bound to see results and you will find obstacles. You will find... Uh, you know, things, people, places, everything that comes along the way that may not be favorable. But that is when your conviction gets tested, right? That's when your true entrepreneurial spirit gets tested. Are you willing to push along or are you at the first sign of resistance willing to give up? Um, and, you know, those are things that we have to answer for ourselves. Uh, because you can't say I tried and now, you know, I can't do no more, right? Um, and nor am I saying that you try physically. I think you've got to try through your energy, right? All of us have great energy within. And 
if we think we are com- committed to making something happen then we will put our energy behind something and like they say right uh, if you put all the energy behind something it it is bound to to take shape into something yeah 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 interesting in fact one of my next questions was that you know you're somebody who who has a very very strong ability to identify content and i think i've seen this across mediums from television to radio to even digital uh then what is that i mean so a lot of people who hear this podcast are in their 20s and 30s a lot of them are creators uh, a lot of them are in the business of identifying content right uh, and for me i think you've been that one person uh, i if i have to tell you this i think i've learned a lot of identifying content and packaging content from you how how does i mean is it is it something that is completely instinctive based or it's something that you develop you know through some skill set through some reading i don't know what what how do you become a better that person who can identify curate package more content and you know in a with more with better insights what is your gut first of all that's the question a gut is your gut is what is in your subconscious where do things go into your subconscious there are loads of experiences that you have over a period of time that go into your subconscious right uh, so that's the starting point nobody really is born with some gut or instinct it's over a period of time what you uh, what you let your subconscious access yes oh, you know in my journey of content and content creation uh, i possibly uh, have done what they call the 10000 hours which is the malcolm gladwell gladwell story of outlaw yeah. right yeah any business i get into i have decided to immerse myself into into two sides one great content uh, across the world in that uh, genre sure. and two the user itself and what are the user gaps and what are the user looking for i think if you can do two both of these you are in good place right um, and then you've got a that develops your instincts that develops your gut and then you've got to use those those instincts to make good decisions right um and two things will happen one uh, you will have or uh, to you will come the most obvious easy things to do but remember a champion's pain lies on the other side right um, so the other side of fear is always freedom sure um, and if you want some amount of freedom then you've got to overcome your fears about failure we don't do new and different things because we're scared of failure so we do we conform we do what i call mor middle of the road stuff right yeah. we are not willing to to take risks we are not willing to make a statement we are not willing uh, to have a sense of purpose so if you have content which has strong central insights which has a strong sense of purpose which makes a statement it could go horribly wrong it could raise some shackles in the society but it's definitely going to do some something or the other but if you do what everybody has done for success and try replicating that as is because you think that if somebody's found the formula i might have just use it then it's kind of tough what according to you i mean so there's so much of content right what is your personal how do you consume this content to be updated to be to ensure that so there is books to read there is there's stuff to watch there's stuff to hear how do you then personally as a and this i'm asking you as a content person instinctively i don't watch stuff that looks very uh repetitive 
Sure. Right. So I, I tend to read about that stuff before I start watching it. And I, and if I think that this has traces of what I've seen or what tends to happen all the time, I tend to stay away from it. Uh, I'm very precious with my time. So if I pick up a web series, I've just finished a series called Dead Lasso. Hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's on Apple TV. Yeah. It's about a football coach, right? Mm. But it's not a very classic, um, you know, money ball type of uh, inspirational story where you just put together a football team and you win. I mean, uh, sorry for the spoilers, but actually in the two seasons, this the team really goes nowhere. Uh, but it's about a character who's able to, in in a very normal way, inspire people, right? Uh, and I had tried making a series like this at Z5, but it did horribly wrong because we went wrong with the same coach character and didn't do it the way we needed to do it. But also it, execution, I guess. It's, it was execution and a bit of the script. But the fact is that Ted Lasso, and there are many of these coach and football and sports stories, but Ted Lasso yeah. as a character stands out humongously, right? It's an awesome yeah. character. And and that's what inspired me to watch that show. So for me, it's very important to have a sense of purpose, to be able, somebody to be able to take some risk. Is it making a statement? Is it Does it have a really strong insight that people can relate to, but doesn't take the narrative exactly where, you know, people have seen many, many times before. That wanting to replicate somebody else's success and make your own is like fast copy, which doesn't really work. Yeah. Interesting. Then what happens today when, you know, there are loads of content pieces out in the market to be picked or there are more options from a buyer's perspective, right? Uh, how, but you don't know what, like how does one get courage to be able to sustain, for example, everybody's talking about Squid Games now, right? And speaking about that 10-year journey of the creator and how he sat for 10 years, there was no buyer. And then in 2019, Netflix came and all of that. What, I mean, what should creative people, uh, at what point should say that, okay, now I'm done with this project and let me move on to the other? So, you know what, if you built a great character, pieces of content that you think is very good, you've tried it around and it hasn't worked. It could be one of two things, right? One, it isn't as good as you think it is. Everybody likes their own creation more than it is, right? And so there is a sense of repetitiveness, a sense of uh, deja vu. Um, there isn't too much novelty, so on and so forth. And, and so, so be it. The other is that it is possibly ahead of its time. And it has all of this, but uh, the people at the right to the wrong place can't see it. Now, you can do one or two things after that. One is find other people who will have the courage of conviction to go along with you and convert that story or that idea into some form of, you know, either a promo or a, uh, or a visual art or whatever, so that people, that you can take them one step ahead to be able to marry your imagination. What happens is that what's in your head, what you're, what you're narrating to what people understand sometimes has a gap, right? Sure. Uh, every writer is not the best narrator. Every narrator is not the best writer. So there, there could be many issues, right? So, so take the next step, find somebody who has conviction, take the next step, partner with somebody and to be able to build a creative, uh, a creative promo or a creative tool for people to be able to see what you're saying. And if you still fail, right? 
Uh, and if you think that there aren't buyers enough, uh, either for self-funding or for anybody else's, um, you know, commission uh, journey, then just keep it in the drawer and there will be time for it. And like many other shows, at maybe, you know, as the time passes and as people realize that, you know, that the world is a different creative place than they've imagined it to be or that they're repeating it to be, just open the door at the right time and go back. So every now and then dust it out and talk to people. A lot of the shows I've made are not always, uh, you know, weren't always commissioned at the word go, but yeah. we've held on to them because we knew that there's something good in them. The time may not be right. And, and over a period of time, the time does get right. So, you know, it isn't, the journey is never over as long as you're willing uh, to stay behind it. It's finally the universe is testing your conviction. Yeah. I mean, I had Bhavani on the show uh, in one of the previous episodes and she mentioned about how she, the moment she stops writing, uh, she moves on to the next and then every script will have a life of its own and she waits for it to have a life of its own and otherwise she'll just let it go, which yeah. is a beautiful, like, you know, way to kind of uh, part with your own creation. Yeah. And sometimes it's not, like I said, sometimes either it's not as good as you think it, it is or it's ahead of its time. One yeah. of the two may be uh, happening, right? Interesting. I'm going to take a step back, Tarun, and talk more, you know, talk about the digital pieces that you are doing. Uh, in all of this, I think uh, what I want to understand is what, according to you, within if you are somebody in the media and entertainment business, right, are the next other skill sets because you're talking about upskilling, uh, you're talking about upgrading yourself. You yourself went and actually did a course on digital transformation, right? And trust me, I have gone in two or three meetings where people have actually mentioned that, that, hey, listen, do you know that Tarun's done this course? And I'm like, okay, sure. So it's interesting. Tarun, what are the, those three or four skills, irrespective of whether you are a creator or a, a business person in the field of media and entertainment that one should know now? or for the next five years, I, w- I won't say I think, much, but... I think to, to be able to appreciate uh, data has become very, very critical. Right? Sure. And uh, it's not the data of broadcast television where you had TRPs and so on and so forth. It's much deeper. Um, it's much more granular. Uh, your ability to understand it at N equal to one, which is at, at, an at a single individual user level is very, very important. So that's... That's one thing that, you know, I would recommend to everybody. The other is, um, is important to understand technology and platforms at a certain level, right? So yeah. an appreciation of how platforms work, what goes behind a platform, what do they really measure? What do, uh, what do, how do they really, uh, you know, personalize content for users? How does a recommendation engine work? Uh, what is the role of metadata? What is the role of, um, you know, to being able to write uh, a concise and precise um, uh, description descriptors about your content? All of these things matter a lot, right? On broadcast television, you didn't need to do all this. But today, because your search is linked to good meta, your search and your recommendation is linked to good descriptors. There is a significant role of language, caste, uh, subtitles, so on and so forth. If you understand how a platform works, uh, you will be able to understand what are the right things to be do- done when you're making a show as well as when you're releasing a show. So that's that's very, very important. The third is 
I think uh, the time has come to be able to do uh, what I call fast content, which is that, um, you know, the user insights are changing very, very dramatically and you have sure. to have an ear on the ground. You've got to be watching social. You've got to be watching what are the relevant trends that will sustain on an ongoing basis. Yeah. So subjects that become very um, dated or subjects that are not relevant anymore, uh, even though however good they are, they don't find resonance with the users. So when you're building your characters, when you're building your backdrops, when you're building your stories, um, today people are consuming too much content continuously on an ongoing basis across many, many platforms, short form, text, long form, premium, so on and so forth. And they're very exposed. So you cannot build in isolation. Your characters cannot be, you know, dated in isolation. Six years ago, sure. when uh, House of Cards came, they were very, very effectively in that show using uh, messengers, right? And um, it was one of the early shows uh, which had started to put out text messages on the side and blurbs. And so one, so one thing is to show text messages, but two, what they were really showing is that characters were interacting with each other within the show digitally as much yeah. as they were interacting with each other within the show personally. Right. So what were they reflecting was that in the world exists both in digital as well as in the real space. And when you're building a show or you're making a show, you've got to be able to reflect that reality even on, on, you know, on the tube. So it was important while, uh, you know, you may think it's a small thing, but it resonated a lot more uh, to users. Right. And they had moved away from, uh, from news in in the format of a newspaper, but had moved to fast news and breaking news on the internet and how tweets and so on and so forth were changing people's lives. So I think the reflection of our social being was very, very true in some of these stories. But when you when but, but then there are other shows. When you look at them, they're completely lost to the reality that we live in today. Uh, and their characters don't reflect what is going on uh, in people's lives on an ongoing basis. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, while you have current shows, there are historicals as well that are doing extremely well. And at least then you're buying into an idea of, of it being an historical. But you're not, you're not showing me a contemporary show that is out, out of sorts with what the contemporary world is. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. You mentioned something about fast content, right? Uh, in my experience of working with creators and you yourself work with so many, I mean, you've mentored and you've been, you know, with so many creative artists across different genres. There's, there's this constant complaint or, you know, there's this constant dilemma of algorithm versus art or creativity because creativity does stop at a certain point. Algorithm doesn't, right? So creators are constantly getting tired because they can't, some of them, uh, this thing, they can't churn out content uh, so much. What is your advice to creators? Uh, so there are one or two of them who will make it big, but then there'll be those who who don't want to do that, right? But at the same time, continue to, you know, be relevant in this thing. What is your I, I think the point this? you made was continue to be relevant. 
so if if you want to be relevant you've got to be innovative you've got to be thinking differently uh, and you can't hold on to success sure algorithm does not after a point uh, pay any dividends for something that you did a long while ago now i have a great friend and uh, he used to do this comedy character for very long on uh, on social right uh, and uh, it was um, it was um, he let me get the right word but he would change his sex on the uh, on I think general. I know who you are talking about but yeah yeah and uh, there's a peak of when you do what you do right but yeah. you realize that that peak is going to come and go and you may become irrelevant over a period of time you can't hold on to success without re-innovating it or or reinvigorating it or thinking of the next uh, ladder or the next step that you're going to take on the ladder enough right you so your success is linked to your ability to innovate sure right uh, we think that we did we did a great thing and we must hold on to it forever can't be can't do sure sure i'll give you my example right we when we were doing kbc the first season and um, we were down about 200 300 episodes and we realized that at 300 episodes we reached it had reached its peak now unless we did something new to the format and also restrained it and let people have more of it later this would go nowhere and i spoke to siddharth basu and i spoke to saminair and and mr bachchan and we all were mature enough to realize that it was time to give it a break and give it a stop and that's why the show has lasted for so long when we look back 20 years the show is still on and they have been able to re-energize the show every season when they come back they one they do very little of it and two they do something new every season they come back and unless you're willing to do that right and you're unless you're willing to take the leap uh, and to cross the river every time you're not going to be able to survive and creators need to understand that they can't live on past glory yeah i guess i i think it, this is pretty much applicable to whether you're a creator you're an artist you're an actor today yeah, yeah, yeah. just about anybody yaar if you can't reinvent yourself uh, then you can't expect to be relevant all the time interesting you know but in all of this uh, i think there is this con because of this constant hustle i also see so many of them getting tired and there is this issue of uh, of course a lot of mental health issues because of this constant scrutiny and stuff like that but tarun you've been doing this for the last 20 years constantly creating content running businesses worth crores and whatever i i recommend a really nice book for most people to read it's called thinking sure. fast thinking slow or thinking fast and slow right what happens is that when we are doing something we think fast and we do more of that uh, but when we have to reinvent ourselves we've got to change our thinking and think slow and think deliberate and what happens is when you get used to thinking fast you're burning out because you're just thinking fast all the time right yeah. and also less is more it's not that you have to do too much but you have to do good quality stuff do less but do but you know make an impact with what you do and then keep reinventing yourself so when you are in this desperate need to do more and think fast you're going to like what what you're saying you're going to burn out yes 
Yeah. But I mean, that thinking slow is equally important, taking breaks and then reassessing. You've got, to, you've got to exercise your mental muscle. Yeah. And it's yeah. tough. I can, I mean, I've had many experiences and, you know, on thinking fast, you end up making some decisions and say, hey, this is not a good decision. And you, you lie back and say, we've got to think slowly. Let's, let's think deliberately. Let's go deep into what we're thinking. But you're also one of the fastest decision makers I've ever worked with. That's uh, true. And I agree with you. But most people think that that's your strength, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it is. But, you know, behind that strength lies a deliberate amount of thinking, right? So taking yeah. a decision is also saying no or yes, right? And sure. you're able to say no or yes because you've deliberately thought about what you're really looking for. If you're clear about what you're looking for, that's when you can take a decision. Right. When you're not clear about what you're looking for, you're going to take longer uh, to decide. But to be clear about what you're thinking, you've got to spend some time introspecting and you've got to spend some time thinking slow. I would have asked you about books towards the latter part of the conversation. But since you mentioned about this book, are there any other books that you recommend like amongst the top five, which you think if you're in the business of media and entertainment or even from a personal growth perspective are like your top five books? Just I mean, you know, uh, I think uh, Malcolm Gladwell is a good writer. Blink and Outliers are are good books uh, to read on how to go about, uh, you know, building your life and and building your success. I think Thinking Fast, Thinking Slow is really good. The Celestial Prophecy is really good. Uh, Think and Grow Rich is very good. Um, So there are some, some, these are some books that I I read quite regularly. Okay, I'll move on to the to the to the personal part of the conversation wherein I think I want to know about everything that goes in the brain that is Tarun. Tarun, I have seen you almost on days where you have worked for 18 and 20 hours, and this is not to kind of uh, you know kind of make it glorify this, but it's the not, fact that it's not good in today's day and age. I'm thinking of my own and everybody else's work life balance. So I don't do that. No, <laughs> exactly. No, I think that that was the question, right? That you worked that that heart as well when you were building this is during you know our days together at Reliance etc but at the same time I know that you know you you have been practicing meditation and vipassana so there was still a lot of balance or sharpness that that gave you that edge do you want to talk about the practice uh, because I'm personally into meditation so I know that you know what it does to you do you want to talk to pra- talk about the practice and what it has done as a difference done you know from a different perspective to your life yeah, it's been incredible for me. Um, so I took on uh, practicing Vipassana in the early uh, 2000s. And so it's nearly 20 years for me to be practicing every day in the morning. Um, and what it does for me is it uh, it slows me down. Uh, it slows my mind down for that period of time. It allows it to calm itself. It allows it to sharpen. It allows it uh, to become... And I want to use the right word, but one, introspective, but two, also non-reactionary, right? Our problem is that we are reacting to sensations all the time. An exhilarating sensation, a depressive sensation, you know, a reaction to what somebody else has said and what we hear, reaction to what our mind is creating. And like you just said, uh, we have our best friend and our worst enemy is our mind. Right. Uh, and 
the mind can be the our best friend where it keeps us sharp, focused, helps us to deliver, helps us to create some serious amount of value and helps us, uh, you know, overcome all sorts of challenges. But on the flip side, we also have a mind that is restless, a mind that is out of control, the mind that creates anxiety, fear, brings out the worst in us, the insecurities, all of that. And I think you've got to decide which mind do you really want and which mind do you really have and how you're going to make progress to that. So, you know, there are all kinds of people in the world, people who can control their mind and will find progress all along and they can overcome challenges and the people who can't and they can have best of their circumstances, but they won't be able to hold on or grow, grow them or even better their worst circumstances because their mind is getting the better of them. Yeah, there's fear and anxiety and all of that that plays on your head. And, and that's something that you've got to be clear about, right? That if you're feeling that anxiety, if you're feeling that fear, if you're feeling insecurities, then there is these neg. if you're feeling guilt, then these negative emotions are something that you've got to put in control. And Vipassana is one form of meditation, very, very good, strong form of meditation that can help you overcome some of these. Tarun, you've, you know, there is this constant, especially on social media, you know, there's this constant conversation about balance. There's this constant conversation about, you know, slowing down and not just, uh, there are people who are talking about hustle. At the same time, there are people who are talking about just, a little bit of balance. I think I'm I'm slowly moving towards balance because maybe it's the age that kind of you know does that to you. It's not After age. Kids, huh? It's not age. It's a mindset. You know, young people are looking for more work-life balance today than the older people. Uh, I I think I think I'm I'm I I don't even want to talk about work-life balance. I just feel mental balance is what is you know I'm referring to, right? Uh, how many hours you choose to work and how many hours you choose to you know spend at home is is a very personal call depending on the kind of work you do and situations. But I think the mental balance where how many hours in a in a day is your mind calm, right? You're able to think normally. You're not agitated or excited or overstimulated. And that could be whether you're at work, whether you're at home, whether you're with your parents or your in-laws or your spouse or your kids or your friends or you're with your colleagues, right? Yeah. Uh, a state of mind has got nothing to do with uh, and a balanced state of mind and nothing to do with what you're doing, whether it's work or whether it's um, you know, sure. family stuff and so on and so forth or whether you're traveling or whatever. It's about your control of your mind. So like you said, I work long hours, but as long as I'm not feeling stressed and I'm not feeling burdened and I'm not, and I'm not believing that I'm doing it because uh, somebody, uh, somebody's forcing me to do it, but I'm doing it on my free will because I, I enjoy it because it gives me, um, you know, a sense of accomplishment. Uh, then that's fine. I mean, you know, if work is play, then that's fine. If if family is play, then that's fine. Sometimes more people, like a lot of people at this COVID state are wanting family members to go away to work or, or to different places because they're done. They're done with the level of stress that they have with having to cater to everybody's needs because everybody's in, in, in one physical location. So, you know, these are, um, these are not things that are confined to work or family or whatever. It's about yeah. how do you maintain a state of mind and how do you almost uh, like in, you know, if you have a plant, uh, 
uh, a young plant, then they build a carry around it. So how do you around your mind build fences that doesn't allow for you know reactionary stuff that come and come uh, come and hit you? You will uh, react, but you have to decide out of every ten things that anybody says or anybody does that are not. Uh, suited to what you think or there are there are you know contrary to what your beliefs are or contrary to what you would want to happen in life how many times you react what's that percentage is it 80% is it 20% is it 10% is it 90% and as you can maybe bring that down from 10 to 1 and it's never going to be zero but 10 to 2 that's really where your balance lies and how 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 do you bring that balance in your life like you know between so many things that you're doing between family i know you have kids how how do you kind of manage to do that I how do you i think the one thing is you shouldn't take yourself too seriously people actually get caught up between their ego and forget their soul sure and really life can be lived through ego or through soul right what do you what do you get attracted to Uh, soul kind of things and soul kind of things are happiness, you know, are are things that you're willing to give, share, enjoy, so on and so forth. And then ego is about, you know, putting yourself out there, feeling really, you know, uh, ultra charged up all the time, and wanting to make a statement to the world and so on and so forth. So every decision you make, you should think about whether I'm driving. Is my ego driving that decision, or is my soul driving that decision? Because if your ego is driving that decision, it's bound to get hurt somewhere. Interesting, interesting. You mentioned about uh, this is probably the last question. You mentioned about uh, you know being out there. There is especially in the COVID world, right? We're all doing courses, trying to upskill ourselves. Personal growth ki baat ho rahi hai. All of these things, which is great, and you know, it it this is also one of the best times to time to utilize the time extra time that we had. Uh, there is this also constant pressure of building a personal brand because we are all digital now, right? Uh, there's nothing wrong or right in it, but what are your thoughts on this? One, is it required? Not required? How does one do that? Or you know, just don't do anything. i think when you love what you do and do what you love and if there is a message in that and you want to deliver that people will latch on to it but it's it it's not don't be desperate about it sure right um how many followers you have on social media doesn't define uh, how successful you are most successful people don't have as many followers on social media so you've got to decide what your metrics of success are uh and your personal brand doesn't is not equal to your social media brand your personal brand is your values your personal brand is how authentic you are your personal brand is on whether you can make an impact on everybody that you meet and that person who you make an impact will will carry your message so you so and that message is more authentic more stronger than any uh, social media can take for you so that's your personal brand it's it's the give back that's your social that's your personal brand very very correct very very true you know uh, i think this conversation tarun today is like a sum of uh, the last 10 years or actually 12 13 years i've known you and uh, had the opportunity to work with you but also known you from the outside i think there's so much more i could have talked but 
fast content so i'm going to keep it short but thank you so much this was very very important and i think it was a very important conversation from for anyone who wanted to understand content business and personal brand thank you so thank you much so much i think very i think i loved your questions and your line of thinking and i think it's fairly deep uh, most people tend to you know look at your linkedin profile and do some lip service to it but maybe because we know each other personally and because you're inclined uh, towards creating towards value and, and have a sense of purpose is where this conversation was very rich uh, i hope it turns out for people who listen to it as you know as authentic as i tried to make it here Uh, all the very best and keep up the good work thank you tarun thank, thank you, you so much. much if you've enjoyed listening to this episode then do follow me on social media for more updates and short format content you can search me by the name anshu patni singhi on instagram and on twitter if you have suggestions please write to me or message me on instagram and twitter i'll be back the next week